This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes, with your host, David the Smart Mark, and stunning Sean Burkhead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this belated episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. We may be a day late, but we're never a pound short, or in my case, a dollar short. And along with the returning non-vacation, David the Smart Mark. David, how you doing? Yeah, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name's David the Smart Mark. You may not have heard me like a lot lately, but I'm back and I'm raring to go. And I've, I've made the deadline. I've made the show deadline. I've woken up on time to make the show's deadline. And I can see my podcast partner, the lovely Sean Burkhead, over there in Knoxville. And I am delighted to welcome you all to the show. Good afternoon, Sean. Hi, David. And yes, I do apologize for oversleeping the record time yesterday when we were supposed to record on Tuesday. But I'm here, wide awake, ready to go, ready to crush you like a grape. Oh, wait a minute. That's next week's episode. Yeah, well, you know, I'm back. I'm refreshed. I'm getting better. So um, there is only one outcome, um, to be fair. So I'm only mildly going to barrack you for it. Oh, come on. I know you. You're going to keep this up for at least a good two months. It's a bit harsh, but at least six weeks. Let's go ahead and slide over to Control Center and see what we have missed in the last couple of weeks here. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, David, I'm going to lead off with this story. The NWA is coming to Knoxville, Tennessee on June 11th and June 12th. They've been their always ready pay-per-view on the night of June 11th. And they're following up with a day of TV tapings for their Power episode on Sunday. And yes, David, I got tickets to both episodes. Wow, I'm not jealous. Not jealous at all. You get NWA, we get the rebirth here over here in of one PW. Um, life's just not fair. That's all I can say. More on the rebirth of one PW to come because that is amusing for me as a British wrestling fan. However, that looks mint. How far is that from you, Sean? Where you 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 live? Oh, they're literally doing it in downtown Knoxville. Is it literally fifteen minutes from my house? Wow. And you going to but are you going to the pay per view as well? Yeah, me and my brother and his girlfriend are going to the pay-per-view then i'll be by myself for the tv tapings and it looks like they're going to do five hours of tv tapings in knoxville then the next two days after that they're doing two days of tapings in nashville tennessee so it looks like they're going to see a lot of tennessee during the summer and early fall of nwa and what arena is it in mate actually it's at our um Commission Center here in downtown Knoxville. So it's going to be interesting to see their setup because this will be the first time I've been to that arena or venue for Asheville Professional Wrestling. Do you think they're going to keep it just like power looks like with just having a, a curtain and, and maybe no walkway or runway? Well, from the design layout for the pay-per-view, it looks like they're going to have a stage and a ramp. And it looks like they're looking at maybe 200 to 250 tickets from the layout that I was able to look at. And the power tapings look to be like your traditional power tapings. It looks like they're expecting maybe hoping for a hundred or so people. Wow. Um, I mean, that just sounds fantastic. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be worth buying the pay-per-view just to see um, my illustrious co-host and his stunning look. You just have to wait to make sure you send me bail money when I jump over the rail and help, help win the title. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'd be so grateful, mate. I really would. (laughs) 
Okay, so second news story. It looks like L.A. Knight has wrapped up his stay with WWE NXT as they have brought him up onto the SmackDown roster in dark matches. Not wrestling. He is a manager with L.A. Knight Enterprises. Yeah, so this, um, not surprised at this, to be fair. I'm going to give that some time. Quite simply because it's L.A. Knight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to poop all over that straight away. Um, I'd sooner see him wrestle. I'd sooner see him wrestle and be successful as L.A. Knight. But as long as they give him a faction that works, his skills on the mic, there's not many better. So, you know, hey, you know, we'll wait and see. Doors open on that one. I hope it works. I do too. I feel like he's a very great talker. And I feel like if they give him, like, one main event player instead of a bunch of B-level, like, mid-carters, it would be a good use of LA Knight. If not, it's just a perfectly good waste of LA Knight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to go... There'll be no happy medium here. It's going to go... It's either going to go well or badly. Okay, so our third news story of the week. Billy Corgan revealed his original plan to change the name of TNA to Impact Wrestling back in 2016. Apparently, when Billy Corgan was helping them with finances, he was trying to get them to move away from the TNA name and to use the actual impact wrestling as her name well he wasn't wrong was he let's face it at the time and and also coupled with that he was looking at an invasion a sort of invasion angle but almost like interfaction angle because he still had some talent there at the time an interesting story he was also talking about giving up as well and he didn't know you know what to do or you know because of legal means of whether he actually owned the company or not which was quite interesting yeah it just shows that Corgan loves his wrestling and you can't fault him and to be fair the end WA that he's building at the moment I, I really you know I really really like because it, it smacks of tradition it smacks of the old Mid-South wrestling it smacks of all the traditions that we grew we grew up in or certainly I grew up in learning about American wrestling you know with the territories and all that and I I, I, I like Corgan as a, a booker and promoter and I like what he does um, so yeah good luck to him okay so our fourth news story of the week I've seen this on Twitter where Will Ospreay is trying to get a match with Kenny Omega for the Forbidden Door. Would you be interested in this match? Yes, I would. Yeah, 100%. Will Ospreay could come out and um, just do a little dance and I'd be interested in it because I love Ospreay. You, you, you know that. The, the only thing is, whoever Ospreay faces at Forbidden Door, it's going to be Marquee. And I would actually, but everyone is going to say this, I would actually like to see him with Danielson. If not, him with Danielson, ZSJ with Danielson. Um, I think Danielson is, for that pay-per-view, AEW's biggest draw and not Kenny Omega. But I have no doubt they will make that Kenny's comeback. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that that will be Kenny's, let me rephrase that, Kenny's in-ring comeback. They might bring him back on a glorious dynamite, but he's in-ring proper comeback. Okay, so later on in this episode, we're going to give you a kind of Fancy booking card for this Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Oh, okay. I've already done this once, but um, I'll, I'll do it again for you because I love you. Okay, so our last news story, and it's one of your favorite people on the planet, is oh, Becky no, Lynch. no, no, no. As she is talking about AEW Women's Division not as being good as WWE's Women's Division. Now, I can see where she gets this point because there's more time on screen type for WWE female talent than it is in AEW at the moment. But 
I would rather have the AEW roster of female talent than WWE. I tell you what, right? You know, mate. You do you, you st- I mean, it was a news story this week, ladies and gentlemen. And Sean's sort of thrown me under the bus here because he knows my opinion of Becky Lynch, and she could be the rightest woman in the world and wind me up. Talent-wise, AEW have definitely not got the strength in depth that WWE have. There's no doubt about that. Top end, I would say it's equal. When you, so if you could say mix Charlotte Flair with you know Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Rhea Ripley, you know you've got some potential dream matches there. But just mind your own business, Lynch. Go back to being a pain in my posterior. Go back to being someone I don't want to see every week. Even you know, I, 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 once it was like I read the report and it was like Becky Lynch says, and I was just like, yeah, all right. I don't care. And I don't. I don't care. I've got my favourites in WWE, ladies roster. Um, and there are. There's two or three that I, I, I enjoy thoroughly seeing. And that is similar in um, AEW. After that, I'm afraid. The depth on both rosters isn't great. Um, and the, there's too many botches come from them. And we all know who they are. We all know who's dangerous. And we all know who's not. And we all know who we crave to see. You're the same. So Lynch can just keep a gob shut and get on with them. You know, get on with the creeping round Vince McMahon, Seth, and whatever. I don't care. Sorry. Well, that's had been your control center here on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Now let's slide over to the 76 questions. It's time for the stunning six questions. All of the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, Sean and David can make sense of it. Okay, David, first stunning question. The WWE has a new policy where talent can no longer use their former indie names or their actual names on WWE TV. So we've seen a few name changes while you're on vacation. KLR is no longer KLR. She's Ava Fry. What are your thoughts on this? Am I allowed to swear? Go ahead. No, no, I wouldn't do that to you. You're an honourable man, Mr. Burkhead. But you know what my thoughts are on this. It started... It's something they've been doing a while now. The ridiculous name change. And every time it happens, people are up in arms. And they don't give a stuff. They genuinely don't give a stuff about the wrestler's history. They see it as their way of putting the WWE mark on a performer, i.e., we'll use Kaylee Ray here. They don't care about Kaylee Ray's history in the European Indies, particularly, obviously, here in the UK. Um, her work, saying WXW, anywhere, anywhere she's been, they don't give a stuff about. As far as they're concerned, that is one single brand-new wrestler with that name. She has no history. No one recognises her. We're going to build her. And we're going to build her as a WWE wrestler no matter what. And everything that she does, we will now take credit for. And that's how they're working. So, hence the fact with the Pete Dunne, with with the Walter name changes, which are two prominent ones that have just come up. I'm surprised, you know, LA Knight, they kept his NXT name and didn't come up with, like, LA Bloody Sunshine or something like that. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, I understand it, but I don't get it. Because the fans, you know, they're, they're, they're almost, I don't know, they're almost taking a certain amount of the fan base of that individual performer away. Exactly. Is this like you're totally ignoring the history of the person as they got around the world doing the craft they love and stuff, and they have a fan base that you feel like you want to bring into your fan base? 
the whole goal of, of a company is to try to increase your fan base. In a way, the WWE is going like, well, we're the WWE, so their brand's their brand. Now, one thing, Sean, let me make this clear. I can understand that if a wrestler moves companies, like obviously we've had the transition of wrestlers from the WWE to AW um, or the Indies or, you know, even back, Cody going back to um, WWE, I can understand them holding trademarks over names and I can understand them trademarking names. So, you know, they can only perform as that character within their company. But I, some of it, you know, some of it is, is just... Well, it's daft. It, it's absolutely daft. You know, I'm not going to swear like you did, because obviously, you know, you're upset. So that's fine. You know, you know me. I'm, I, I like to keep this clean. But no, it's daft. It's really stupid. Well, the only name change that I actually like is Bianca Corelli being known as Ariana Grace. Is Bianca yeah. Corelli's new she name. Should, Ariana Grace. She should be Bianca Corelli. They've got a history. They've got a story to tell. Look at Bron Breaker. You know, they initially denied who he was, and yet he looks just like him. You can't hide that. Bianca Corelli, you've got the great story, you know, of whose daughter she is. Or maybe they're just ashamed that they gave him a footage and that she's a better wrestler than he was. I don't know. Um, but it is ridiculous. I don't like it. Um, but then I'm too much of an old school list. I don't know. I feel like it... It's going to fit the story that maybe down the road that we've learned that she's actually Satya's daughter. But for the moment, I feel like it's making her her own path in NXT. Yeah, okay. But, but, the, but the NXT audience are not stupid. The NXT audience know this stuff because they listen to us and your interviews. I don't know, mate. I, 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 I don't get it. There's nothing wrong with an acknowledgement of her family background. You don't have to go over the top because in this case, it's not something worth going over the top. But just to say maybe that a dad, you know, wrestled, you know, and she's following in his footsteps. It just makes an interesting backstory. Gives some depth character. I was really thinking they were going to just have her have a new first name and make it Morella. And you go like, okay, cool. Yeah, you get the sense of second generation here. There you go, using common sense again, Sean. You're going to have to stop it. Okay, so study question number two. As we're talking about common sense, we had two weeks of WWE NXT 2.0 trying to destroy their main event star, Braun Breaker, because last week on NXT 2.0, they pushed him off a ledge. And this week, they let the babyface let his 60-plus-year-old father walk down by himself into a ring of, of hills. And he calmly walks down, tosses the title to the side. He lays waste to a few of them, and he gets clotheslined from out of nowhere by Gracie. What the hell? The only thing I can think of with what's gone on, Sean, is that they're preparing him to move up. And what is the traditional thing that happens when someone moves up, they lose, they get beat up, they, they're made to look weak for the remaining stars in NXT. So that's the only possible... <laughs> a plausible's probably a bit strong, but it's the only possible explanation I can come up with, with for such booking. And the person you want him to look weak to is the guy who's like... Oh, this is a safe place. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's NXT 2.0. It's, it's not really worth our time. I would have been okay with it if it was like Tony D'Angelo or it was like Escobar. Somebody who would be a credible champion instead of Gracie. Yeah, I, I, I get that, Sean, but you're taking too much seriousness into what is the worst wrestling program on television, and I include Raw and SmackDown in that. Okay, we'll leave this here for now. Study question number three of the week. Back last week on AEW Dynamite, Tony Khan flew out the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> to announce the forbidden door, and they get interrupted by 
Adam Cole and Jay White. And I love both guys. Both guys are really good. But it kind of made a New Japan president look like obsolete. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. You pretty much summed things up. It was, let's face it, Tony, there's a history here. Tony Khan's big announcement. And then Meltzer's announced it pretty much 48 hours beforehand. So you know what was coming. You didn't, it was just a case of how they're going to do it. Um, and I quite like the touch of bringing New Japan's president out. Do you know what would have been good, mate? To have had two wrestlers appear on the screen that haven't been on AW TV before. Okada, Will Ospreay. Put them up there. Say, we're coming, eight. Tony Khan, we're coming for you. You you think you're this, you think you're that. Yeah, well done on having this pay-per-view, but we are going to embarrass you. We're going to embarrass AEW, etc., etc. That would have made great. Heal them up. If you can heal a carder up, I'm not sure. But, you know, you know what I'm saying here. Have two of the English-speaking wrestlers come and, you know, start building the potential matches. David, I'll counter this for you. I had a nerd solution to this problem. I would have had a, a translator come out, New Japan for Wrestling President, and I would have had Adam Cole super kit this uh, translator person, and have the New Japan President be offended. So at the Forbidden Door, the main event, or semi-main event, would have been Adam Cole versus Okada, as the President taps his number one guy to bring honor back to New Japan for Wrestling. Good stuff. I, I I would have preferred to see that to what we got. However, I think Okada. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think Okada. No, at the moment, Okada Adam Cole is not how I want Okada to be used for that pay per view. It has Okada. It has to be Danielson or Punk. Has to be anything else is misuse of booking. Well, speaking of that misbooking, how about stunning question number five for the week? What would be your dream main event and semi-main event for this Forbidden Door pay-per-view? Okay. Okay, yeah, it's perfectly simple. Only because I've never seen it before. Okada Danielson, Punk Osprey. Okay, though, I can see both matches. Now, I was thinking that you got to have matches where both AEW has to have a main event level match and New Japan for wrestling needs a main event level match and you can't have their champions lose okay so I think you should do like Heyman Adam Page versus Okada and have it go to like a timeline draw and you could do like the combat club versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay as being the other match David you're not you're a mute you could do Blackpool combat club with um Tekas Maybe, but I, I don't want to see that. I want, and I want to see Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jonathan Gresham as well. Go on. Okay, so hopefully Jonathan Gresham will be recovered by the time that pay-per-view happens because currently he's out with injury. Yeah. He was pulled yeah. from the last Progress chapter. He was also pulled from the last Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, he, he's, he's genuinely injured at the moment, but we're talking June here. So, uh, as Sean said, hopefully he's recovered. Um, I think you may have hit on something there. I think for this first one, it might be just to get as many performers in, and this is a good way of getting a semi-main event of getting the Combat Club in a six-man. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I don't want to see that. I want to see Danielson, Okada, and CM Punk versus Osprey. I mean, obviously, Osprey's just fought Moxley, 
great bout, but Osprey now need to win. Who's one person who can get away with going over, letting Osprey go over? And I think that's CM Punk in June because Punk doesn't lose many. It wouldn't harm him. Osprey's still young. You know, Punk can acknowledge him. We could do. You could do it actually as a respect angle um, with both wrestlers. So. I don't know. Maybe I'm going too deep, but that is what I want to see from this. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it will be exciting. And, you know, but I think your point of tag team matches, and I mean, that's a traditional New Japan pay-per-view staple of just chucking, you know, people in together and putting them in a tag match. Well, I think you're going to see a lot more of these six-mans and eight-man and tag team matches. This for the simple fact that you could literally have whoever win the match be okay with it because it's not losing a single match on a major pay-per-view yeah it's very delicate i mean i i'll be honest your um your 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 solution of um oh the the champion his name not adam Cole, adam uh adam page adam page jesus sorry adam page versus um akada i don't see i just don't see it i don't think their styles work akada needs to be with he doesn't need to be in. He, he needs to be with an with an Omega, a Punk, a Danielson, even a Gresham, um, if fit. So, to me, that isn't viable for me. And besides, which I don't think Paige will be champion by then anyway. Okay, why don't we go to the sixth and final stunning question of the week? What have you thought about the Heyman Adam Page run as AEW champion, and who do you think is going to beat him? Um, mediocre and Adam Cole. Well, I'm going to say that it has been underwhelming and it's not because of Hangman Adam Page. It's because of the company and how they hit him since he won a belt back in the late winter. And my person to beat Hangman Adam Page for the title is going to be CM Punk. I'd prefer it be CM Punk than Adam Cole, but I think it'll be Adam Cole. And I think then they might do Cole versus Punk. Punk chases Cole because that would be you've got two good talkers, you've got two decent wrestlers, two similar sized guys. However, you know you probably you possibly could be right, um, but you know then you're keeping the heel heel face dynamic all the way through. Even if Adam Cole is more popular than um, he tries to be, shall we say? Well, I can see your point of having um, Adam Cole win the title and having Punk chase. And as we've seen the last few weeks on AEW, the first match of the night is the CM Punk storyline heading towards the title match. As last week, we saw him cross paths with Adam Page after he destroyed his last opponent. Which, oh, by the way, was Dustin Rose, and that's an excellent match. And if you haven't seen it, yeah. you should check it out again. Very good. Agreed with that totally. Yeah, very good match. That Dustin Rhodes is like a fine wine. Something Cody, well, no, actually, because Cody's matches in the WWE so far have actually been, I can't believe I'm about to say this, have almost been a breath of fresh air. So, you know, actually, that switch, whilst his promos are still very indifferent, to say the least, Cody wrestling on Raw, um, actually, I found to be quite refreshing. There, I've said it. Well, so far, he's wrestled... Kevin Owens, and he's been in a eight-man tag match with the RKO Bros. And what do you think about Elias's new character? Oh, sorry, that's Ezekiel, the younger brother of Elias. <laughs> I actually thought Kevin Owens was brilliant here. I really, really did, um, because he he is. He doesn't sound like he's a poor actor, Kevin. 
he, he, he sounds like he's just, you know, it's him being him in his world. Um, I don't know where they're going with this. I, th- I don't, obviously, it's not great, but we'll see. Well, with those famous last words, why don't you go ahead and plug your couple of radio shows on Finland Euphrio as you have made your return back to the fine radio station. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. Um, bank holiday Sunday night. It's bank, May, May Bank holiday this weekend This in here in the UK. The alternative music show is back. Then on the following bank holiday, May Day Monday, as we have here in the UK, um, Monday morning moaning matters, 10 a.m. UK time, Fenland News Radio, is back with the promoter owner of Peterborough Speedway team. Um, and my good lady wife is joining me as co-host on that. And then, and this is news to the fine Mr. Burkehead here, it will be the following Tuesday, a week the following Tuesday, the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show will be back with Sean and myself principally hosting, but input from Sean. So I think that that is the 10th of May off the top of my head. That's due to radio and schedules. And then, later on in the year, and it's something that Sean and myself are looking to be doing, on a Saturday morning, there will be the Fenland Youth Radio Sports Show. Um, It's coming soon, date to be confirmed, hosted by myself, talking local and UK sports. But we want a little bit of a North American twinge and feel to it. Talking one of the big four, be it the NBA, be it the NFL, the NHL, or as it's the season's just started, MLB. Or he can talk about Knoxville. But there will be, and he's only just finding this out, a stunning Sean sports segment within that show to uh, to add a little bit of an, a North American feel. Now, how do you feel about that, big lad? Okay, so you're telling me I got to wake up at 3 a.m.? You really want to trust me and no, wake no, up no. at 3 a.m.? Okay. To be honest, I think I've got more hope at 3 a.m. than I have uh, our previous arranged times. Touche. And you wanted to talk World Cup. It will be it will be started by the World Cup, Sean. So that will give it some extra spice, as we have discussed, hopefully, doing a World Cup podcast in the near future. It might be a few episodes. It might be an addition to the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show or rpw but yeah go team america yeah go team usa i want to quote um you know i want to quote a certain uh, a certain film now but i can't well ladies and gentlemen this has been real free professional wrestling i'm stunning sean he's david the smart mark until we see you next week stay stunning Bye. this is sergeant arms of christina on behalf of the guys thanks for listening to today's show please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.